I've been told by everybody up on this roof that they're all off the roof. I am on the roof of Exposure 4. Got fire through the roof of the fire building in the entire rear section. Welcome to Old School. I'm Chief Rick Lasky, along with my bud, Chief John Salka. And uh, we, had asked, uh, we had asked you a while back. Um, by the way, again, thank you for all the downloads on iTunes and all the hits on our YouTube channel. Uh, uh, it's been great. Uh, we never expected this kind of response so quickly. Uh, make sure you know, tell all your friends. It's just, like I said, it's just John and I having fun, sitting back, talking shop, talking leadership, tactics, everything. And one of the things we asked you um, a while back was if you had any ideas for a show topic, you know, something you'd say, hey, I, you know, would you guys talk about this, send it our way. And, and, and Bob Griffith sent one to us, John. Um, uh, and this is one we had on our list anyway, but we just moved it up for, for this, this podcast, this episode, was about uh, talking about the promotions, um, uh, you know, getting your readying yourself, you know, getting yourself ready and and then even dealing with the rejection and not being selected. I think, John, a lot of people don't talk about that. But I actually did a cha chapter of Pride and Ownership called, you know, Changing Shirts, the promotion. You and I have talked about this in our company, Austria Academy. You know, there, there are some guys and gals that wake up one day in a recliner and go, oh, my goodness, what are these? Um, they pin something on my collar, and they think they automatically become super officer. And then there are those that that are playing the role. They're, they're, they're you know, acting up, and they're – you know, and acting up, you know, acting out of class, they're, they're riding the front seat and they're getting ready and they're studying. And we've talked about this before. I'll ask you again about, you know, in the FDNY, how they just continuously, you know, the lots, only the guys and gals that are ready themselves for promotion, you know, study all the time. But um, I guess, you know, for some people, John, it just happens and there they are. And some people really prepare for the role. They really, you know, there's a point right in, in your career, John, where you, you go, you know what? Um, I'm having a ball as a firefighter. I've been doing this for you know a handful of years. I, I think I'm ready to start riding the front seat. You know, what's the first thing as a mentor, as a leader, as a boss, you're a chief, you know, chief of your department. Um, what's the first thing you start thinking about when, you know, what, when, when you see someone younger that, that, that you want to see promote, what should they be thinking about? What should be their mode? Well, I mean, I mean, there's two things really uh, I like to touch on first, like to start with, because there's, there's a lot of things to talk about, but, one of the first things is, is uh, I've talked to so many great firefighters, you know, not so senior, five, six years on the job, and guys with 10, 12, 15 years on the job that just love what they do and love where they work and love their fellow firefighters and love their engine company. And, 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 and that's all wonderful stuff. And I'm not minimizing it because it's what makes life, you know, being a firefighter great. But if you want to be an officer or, or if you ever thought about being an officer, sometimes you have to put that aside and you have to realize, and I'm here to tell you, and probably anybody else that you work with, or that you know what a fire service will tell you. You get promoted in the FDNY, it's a big, big place to put you somewhere you don't even know how to get to. But in smaller departments, before you have five or 10 stations, or even a place with three stations, you're gonna know everybody anyway, so you're gonna go from station one to station three, and, and you will get familiar with those folks. You'll, you'll, you'll get 
to, you know, you'll start bonding with them and enjoying it. So my, my point is don't put off promotion because you like so much what you do now and you like so much where you are. Um, that's the first thing. There's, there's a lot of things in life to consider and, and a lot of benefits to being in the fire service, being in a public job where there's a pension and things of that nature. And, and you know, the more you promote, if you promote a couple of ranks up, you know, captain, district chief, battalion chief, whatever it is, suddenly you're in a position, probably, it depends on your system, but most folks are giving you a position, you know, to earn a better pension and to take, take better care of their family down the road and themselves and their wives or husbands. So, so that's the first thing is don't, don't avoid promotion because you like so much where you live. I'm not suggesting you need to do three years on a job and then promote and go somewhere else. I've told my son, who's just got about two and a half years on a job now, and, and he's not interested in promotion at all because he really likes where he lives and he works and he, and he wants to still learn more. He's got a lot to learn, and I know that. But, but there's always learning going on, even when you make, even when you make promotions. So that, that's the first point. And my second point that's directly attached to that is you need to know your, your department's system your promotion route. In the FDNY, it's a civil service route. You wait for the department order to come down, you start studying, it's a year and a half, two and a half. We even started studying before there was a, an actual announcement of a test, test coming up, because we knew it's a four year list, and after four years, the list is dead, and then they, they come out with a new list. But if your department doesn't have a civil service list, if it doesn't have a four year uh, you know, promotion policy, then, then you, it may be a two year, maybe a list or a test every two years. And maybe the test is an interview. Maybe the test is out of John Norman's fire officer's handbook. Maybe the test is out of your own local SOPs. Or maybe it's interviews. Maybe it's a different process altogether. I mean, we've been around the country, and we've seen dozens of different ties and different types of tests and different material and, and things like that. So, so my point is, know your system. Get to know it. Don't wonder about it. Don't think about it. Don't just ask questions in the kitchen of your bosses. Go and actually find out. Get a couple of guys together that they're looking to study and promote and find out what the process is. And, and you know, some places it even changes from test to test, from year to year. So it, it's not an easy, you know, it's, it's not an easy undertaking to become an officer. But the first one is don't be afraid to do it. And the second, my second point is, and then find out what your exact system is so you can start to prepare for it. Well, in the first one, let me get, I want to jump back to the first one real quick. And I love that point is, you know, you and I have talked about it a, a lot of, I don't want, I don't want to, don't take it the wrong way to our, 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 our listeners, but John, um, wasted talent. You know, you've got some great firefighters. I, there's been before where I've said, you, you know, are, are, are you ready? Are you ready to promote? You think, you know, I'll give you an example. I had a, I had a captain I wanted to promote to division chief of training. I wanted him to consider, you know, entering it. He's like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm just so comfortable. I finally got my firehouse where it should be. And, and my guys, and I'm dialed up. I've been, you know, I've got them all settled in here after a couple of years. And, Thing, and I'm like, yeah, but, but that, and, and you're doing great, and that's your firehouse. But man, you have an opportunity to impact more, not just the company, not just the, you know those at the station, you know, in your firehouse. But you got a chance to train the whole freaking fire department, all you know that. So kind of, you know, same, same, same. If you're a firefighter, like you said, John, you know, there's so many people that, and they are. And I'll, I'll give you an example. You know, John Copeland. You, you and I have talked about John Copeland. Uh, John's one of my Marines. John's. A Louisville firefighter um, you know, teaches for the academy, uh, 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 you know, North Central Texas uh, College, the, the, the fire academy. There, you've heard me talk about it. We've referenced him in class. He he steps up as a senior firefighter, you know, in the way of being assigned. He wants to be assigned to young firefighters. He's a mentor. Um, John, you remember when I, I told you when I hired Sarah Stockton in uh, 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 Stockton in uh, Trophy Club? When she remember during her interview. 
you know, the question was, you know, when, when Dustin asked, he was the, the person doing all the questions for us on a panel. He said, who's had the greatest impact on your life, you know, your career so far, your, your life in the fire service. And without hesitation, she said, that would be my mentor, John Copeland. And I, I, you know, poke my head up my way and I'm looking, I'm like, uh, and I, I interrupted. I said, are you talking Cope from Louisville? She was, yeah, John Copeland is my mentor. And I, first of all, immediately I wanted to hire her because anybody who considers John Copeland from Louisville as their mentor has got something special going on because he's incredible. But a long time ago, John, I remember when we were doing the promotions in Louisville and he came into my office and, and he said, Chief, I just want to let you know, I'm not going to be pursuing the driver, you know, chauffeur, driver, engineer position. <clears throat> he goes, not that I don't, I, I, I don't like what I do and I love when I'm the acting driver. He was in our truck company for like the longest time. Um, great truckie. He goes, I just, I love being a firefighter, but I, I really, really don't want to move up. And, and, and before I could say anything, John, he said, but I will tell you this, Chief, I will be the best, I'll be the best firefighter you ever had. And, and that's all, right? That's all that mattered was if you choose not to promote whatever, from firefighter, lieutenant, lieutenant to cat, whatever, then be the best you can be at the position you're holding at. And who knows, someday you'll change your mind. So that's the first thing, like I said, is if you got an opportunity to have a greater impact in your department and promote, then do it. And, and then number two, you said it, you know, knowing your department's promotional process um, and, and, and again, we've talked about this, having you and I just hanging out, having coffee and stuff when we're traveling, you know, when, when once in a while, one of the guys will come and go, Hey chief, do you, <clears throat> do you know when they're going to be posting the, the list, meaning the, the promotional process, the notification? And I'm like, well, yeah, we're going to be next month. You know, why? Well, I, I want to, I want to <clears throat> start getting ready. I'm like, you're not now, you know, you're, you're, you're waiting. And, and John, I think so many people wait for the list to be posted the notice saying, Okay, um, you know, notification, you have to, you know, fill out your paperwork to be promoted. Here are the study materials. Most departments, I know in the FDNY this is true, but in my department, there was no, st the, 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 the reading references, the study materials were posted year round, right there on the wall for everyone to see. The company officers knew it so they could tell their firefighters. There was no, unless, the only thing that would change, and you had to make sure, check with training, was maybe, you know, John Salka's first edition book is he's got his second edition coming out. Right. Which, right. You know, but, and that happens in the FDNY. We call it a test announcement. Yeah. The announcement comes out. It is hereby announced that there will be a lieutenant test conducted on, you know, June 21st, 2021. That'll come out right now. 2021 test. Guys are already studying. And, and they'll give them what we call the bibliography. We already started studying because for the thir past 30 years, they've been pretty much testing the same stuff. Once in a while, there'll be something missing off there. We'll say, wow, look, they took the Marine manual out. All right, good. We'll throw that away. We don't have to study that anymore. Oh, and look, and they added, you know, this book on, on you know, lightweight construction. So then we'll all go buy that book, and, and suddenly we'll add that. But for the most part, the bibliography was an established thing that over years and years and years, they keep, they keep repeatedly giving because it's new material, and, and, it's, and it's the material that the job operates on. So, yeah, you shouldn't be waiting for the test announcement. If you're thinking about studying, you should be looking at what the last test was, what the material was, and you should be casually browsing that stuff. When you're sitting in a firehouse, instead of reading, you know, Esquire magazine or Hunting or the NRA magazine or Time magazine, you should be reading firefighter procedures a little bit. Plus, that was one of the greatest things in the FDNY about our system was most of our material was our study material, was our tactics and procedures. It made most guys and most company officers the sharpest guys in town. They could recite anything to you. So, because they're reading the job tactics all the time for promotion purposes, but it ends up making you tactically and operationally very sharp and on top of your game. You know, I could ask a, a young firefighter, a bunch of firefighters studying for lieutenant, 
the test is three months away, four months away. I couldn't get a firefighter to answer a question wrong. The guys that were studying, I couldn't get them. I couldn't get them on a question. I could ask him any question. What tool the third dude truck carries in the roof in a high-rise building fire? Burp, he would tell me. Because they're studying, they really get, they really, you know, study to the max and they get really sharp because they want to do well. We well, have big competition. We have 5,000, 6,000 people taking the tennis test, you know? So they, you got to do really well to get on the list. Well, exactly. And like you said, it, it should be. Now, uh, don't get me wrong, Johnny. We know there's people, you know, uh, Firefighter Jones that goes, you know what? All of a sudden now, right, he, it hits him. I, you know what? One day he goes, like a lot of people, it's like, you know, I think I want to go ahead and test this time. And then they're looking at, all right, where's the list at in the reading material? So there are those guys and gals that are just getting into it. But for the, you know, but most people, well, I guess what we're both saying is it shouldn't be a surprise. It's not a surprise in the FDNY. It's not a surprise in Louisville, Texas. It's not a surprise in, in those departments that have their acts together when it comes to positional line of sight mentoring and getting your people ready for promotions that here it is. Here, here's the list. If you want to study, you can study anytime you want. There's no surprise. John, there are some departments, I'll tell you, I, 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 let's flip it this way. There are some departments I know of that I have worked with consulting-wise that it's like a big secret. It's like the chief is holding back post you know, I swear to God, I've never, I mean, I well, it kind of tells you what kind of boss they are, right? He's holding back the information. It's like, okay, all right. And it's like a power thing. And then they, they post the list and here's, and everybody's running to see what books are supposed to study, what manuals. Why would you do that to your people? If you right. truly believe in mentoring and being a good boss and being a great leader, shouldn't you be training your people for sex succession and stuff? Oh, if you think, and, and I'll tell you, if you're, you know, if you do plan, if you thought you might have a plan or if you desire to be an officer at some point down the road, and that's the word I want to use, that should be part of your plan. Part of your career plan should be all. And I, and I think after about five or six years, maybe I'll start studying. And I'd like to be maybe an officer before I have seven or eight years on a job or, or maybe 10. I'm not sure. I'll see how things go. You should have some kind of a plan. There shouldn't be, you know, just like you said, a random thought or a random, oh, gee. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad idea. A guy that always said, gee, I just want to be a firefighter. I'm happy doing this. My wife works. She makes all sorts of money. I don't need the money. I, I enjoy doing what I'm doing. I know a lot of guys that have been in that situation. And then all of a sudden, like you said, they work with a couple of bosses that are like, oh, my goodness. Well, they go to a couple of jobs and they're like, what are these people? These guys don't even know what they're doing. Sometimes something else inspires them or spurs yeah, them. Yeah, triggers them. To want to, you know, to be a lieutenant or to be a captain. And that's fine, too. But gosh, there's nothing like planning. There's nothing like saying, yep, I'm a young firefighter. I'm learning the job. I want to eventually go to a truck after a couple of years. And then maybe, maybe then I'll start studying for lieutenant or captain or whatever the first rank is. So a plan is not a bad idea. Either. Well, and, and a, a good, a good idea to have and in in, in you, know, you, you talk about your, your slide carousel to a lot of our young listeners. That's an old projector we used to use before PowerPoints, but you said it before and I've said it, you know, when you open up that book or that manual, that SOG book, it should already be like dog-eared and with little, with a little different color, little strips of paper you've got and all the marks and, and highlighted and things that it, it should be more of a review each time you study than, Oh, oh my God, I'm looking at this for the first time. Unless, unless it's a brand new book they threw in there, you know, but it, and here, here's one of the things, John, if we're talking, I don't want to let that go. I have to hit that for a second. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. That was one of the big rules of studying for the FDMY is a lot of guys highlight and underline stuff and take notes and do cards and stuff. But one of the big rules about highlighting was you never highlight in your fire tactics and operations books until at least like the second or third time that you've been through them reading them a lot of guys start highlighting the first time and what happens it's like they're painting the page yellow because <laughs> what they're reading is very interesting and very pertinent and new information to them 
So they're like, wow, underline, underline, underline. <clears throat> After you read it two or maybe even three times, then you can start highlighting stuff saying, wow, that looks like a really interesting key point right there. And, and each page should maybe have one or two highlights on it. It's kind of funny you said highlight and everything, and you have all total yellow pages. Um, I had a firefighter come up to me once at a conference that you and I were teaching at, and he says, you know, I just w I wish Chief Salka would just have made all his pages in his engine book yellow because I'm wasting a crap full of markers, highlighters, highlighting all his pages. If he would just make the pages yellow, I don't have to highlight nothing. And I, and I got what he was saying. But, but, but John, here, here, you know, being able to, and, and this is the thing, let, let's talk about back to that, knowing your process. And, and as a company officer or as a chief officer, depending on who's, who your direct reports are, being able to explain to them, all right, this is what you need to study. This is why, this is what they've got it in here, you know. And, and actually, John, a lot of younger firefighters that just maybe got out of college, they've got the whole studying thing down. That, that's what they've been doing for four years or five or whatever, and they got their high school. But for some of the guys and gals that, you know, got in a job and have been working, have a side job, have been doing it for a while, maybe eight years, nine years or whatever, when they get, when they get ready to get into the process, you know, study habits have kind of escaped them a little bit where, you know, and that's where I think a good boss can sit down with, 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 with little Rick and go, look, man, you, you know, you need to find some time. You need to take some time. You know, when, when everybody else is goofing off, you need to take about an hour and go sit in the, in the other room, close the door or go up in the butt, whatever you got to do, grab the book out, start reading this, start reading that. But John, how about this? And, 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 you know, Louisville for years has had what we call the positional line of sight mentoring where under other duties is assigned, everybody's trained for the next position, whether you want to be promoted or not. That doesn't necessarily mean we're going to promote everybody, but, but, and you've heard me talk about this before we've been visiting with people, you know, if, if Captain Salka has got firefighter Williams working for him and there's a point where the, the battalion chief comes by, Hey Cap, how you doing good? He goes, and you go, Hey, you know what, chief, I really think that Williams is ready to start driving, ready to start, you know, uh, driving for me on the engine, all that stuff. You know, he, he, <clears throat> he does this, he, you know, he's got a volley department he's on, or he came to us with experience. And, and, and the chief goes and talks to Williams. He goes, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I'd like to. And so the, the chief sends an email, Louisville, he sends an email to Batachi, the train chief. Train chief stops by and says, hey, are you ready to start getting, you know, preparing? He goes, yeah, yeah, I am. You know, I've been reading a little bit, doing this, you know. He goes, all right, good. All right, here's your, here's your reading materials. What do you need, about a month or so? Okay, let's go, let's go 30 days or whatever. And then we have a test generator, and then you're given a test on those reading materials that we generate. And you have to pass that with an 80. And then once you do that, you go to the training field where you have to uh, do the complete the driving course. And you have to get an 80 on the driving course, which means, and we did the NAPD kind of driving course. So we use it as a guidelines, which, by the way, if you get an 80 driving in the driving course, that means you suck. That means you like ran down a whole bunch of cones and stuff, but you still passed. Okay. And then, and then, and then after that, you pass that with an 80, you have to do the progressive pumping evolution. And, and within 80. And then the same, you know, with that, the next thing you do is, the, you know, everything's submitted, the assistant chief operations reviews your performance evaluations and all your stuff. And, you know, all of a sudden you're like, boom, if he says, yes, you're good. Now you can start acting on a class officially. Number one, we have a paper trail that says you've been trained to those levels. And then number two, you know, we're getting you ready for the next level. And, and, and doesn't necessarily, we, you, you may even be used as a driver, but we're getting you ready. Well, same, same when it comes to, you know, promote for company officer. You know, when you think you're ready, here's your reading materials. You got to get a, you know, pass the written exam. 
then you have a tactical in basket, you know, a tactical assessment, I should say, where you, you we give you like single family dwelling fires, first arriving officer stuff. Then you get tested on on uh, on, on some SOGs, and then you, we do some in baskets that we sat with HR and did, you know, more shift in your I'm sorry in your firehouse, those kinds of problems, and you go from there. Um, that being said, every level you're prepared for that next that next step, and they call it pro, pro, you know positional line of sight mentoring. And if anybody's curious, any of our listeners on that information, you know, how Louisville, Texas does it, Louisville's always awesome about sharing their information, their SLGs, their SPs, all their stuff. Contact, contact Chief, Division Chief John Ashman. We've had him on our shows before. Division Chief John Ashman at J Ashman, that's A-S-H-M-A-N, J Ashman at CityLouisville.com. And he'll, he'll get you the information. But John, my whole point is, it's so important to, to, to have a process that helps your people get ready for that next level, right? People do in the FDNY, a lot of company officers, when they know guys are either studying or thinking about studying, but most of the time when they're already studying, getting ready for the test, and then they dramatically do it after a test when guys are already on a list. A guy can be on a list and still have two years to go before he gets on, on promoted, right? So they'll start calling him into the office uh, before roll call and showing them how they start preparing for the day, how they start you know, getting the overtime list done and how they start looking up what, what BI they had that day, what building inspection activities were, you know, required for the day. So, and, you know, we still have the old-fashioned roll call. Actually, firefighters start writing a roll call with the officer just to get used to it. So the first day they do it isn't in some strange engine company somewhere two boroughs away, and they got to look back at the old roll calls and figure out how to write there. So that's another way we, we try and help guys. Sometimes it's before they're on it, before they take the test, Sometimes it's after they take the test, but they've, uh, but they get like a little time yet before they get promoted. Well, and you guys, you guys, you do this because you said it's like five thousand people promoting. You you have study groups, you know your your leadership business for the longest time. Your consulting firm used to used to have whole classrooms, evening sessions to help guys and you know gals study for the promotions and so on and so forth, and get them ready. But but John, you mentioned a lot of younger departments too, or I'm sure, I was, you know some maybe that are smaller you know, that don't have thousands in the promotional process, it is even that much more competitive and they don't do the study groups as much. So you and I have talked, we've given the advice I know before in programs that, all right, so, so let's, let's talk to you, Lieutenant or Captain, you know, if, depending on where your, your company officer is, if you, if, if, all right, if, even if you've already got the position, how about helping your people study? So you go, Hey, next workday, John, Billy, Tammy, all right, next workday, in the afternoon, we have nothing planned. Right after lunch, give you a break, make some phone calls, come back, sit at the kitchen table or off in the training room. I'm going to lead the discussion. I'm going to I'm going to test you guys. I'm going to I'm going to do the flashcards. I'm going to do this because you right. You've already got the position, and if you truly believe in being a mentor and, and developing your people, why not you be the one to lead the study group? So, you know that way. There's we're not worried about this competition thing or whatever. You're actually sitting, let's talk about Deb Summer. We've talked about Deb from Chicago, one of our favorites, a big paramedic chief, assistant, uh, big assistant paramedic chief in Chicago. We love Deb. Deb, uh, John, she's been to probably 10 of our company officer caddies, not as a student. She brings like vans. They, they, the Chicago firefighters will rent their own 10, 15 passenger van, pay their, take their own days off, day trades, vacations, pay their own registration fees, pay for their own hotel rooms, pay for their own meals, their own gas, load up, go. And then remember we were in Elkhart, Indiana. And at night she, or, 
Yeah, I remember, remember night she did stuff back at the room or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She ordered food and back right. Yeah, exactly. She got like a suite, a bigger room at the hotel. And John, remember she brought she brought her own projector and her own her own you know LCD, you know projector plugged her. She yeah. was doing powerpoints that she was helping them study. In between the two days of class that they yeah. were there studying, also there they are back at the hotel. They they ordered dinner out and they're, and they're doing more study stuff. Yeah, I mean, she's I mean, quizzing. Most people don't get somebody like her. You know, oh. if you have somebody like her, you're really fortunate. But still, company officers, even guys that are just doing it in the firehouse. Even I used to write because I worked on the side before I ran my own school. I worked for a guy that you know ran classes all over the city for guys studying for lieutenant, captain, battalion chief, and, and I taught all the different ranks and. I had, a, I had a great skill in writing test questions because I was so used to doing it for this guy. So I started telling my guys, listen, I got oodles and piles and remember the old floppy disks, right? Yeah, yeah, I said, yeah. I got full of questions and answers on engines one and ladders three and private dwelling fires and, you know, the hearse tool. I would bring questions in and put them in a folder in the office. Say, listen, anybody studying, I got questions in the office. I'm going to put them out this week. You can take them, answer them. And then next week, uh, I'm going to put the answers out. And with the source, of course, the answer has to be there. But it also has to say firefighter procedures, engine company operations, section 3.2, page 2. So they have to go look up the answer and make sure that the answer is correct in the book. You can't just give answers out. All the answers have to be, you know, quantified. They all have to be identified. But the point is, that was my, that was the skill that I had, that I was able to share with the guys. Like you were talking about Deb doing, doing what she did. And a lot of guys do different things. And, and it's great when the officers help their, help their crew become officers. Oh, this is a chief chief a big chief now, and, and we're talking firefighters studying for company officer level in the Chicago Fire Department, and she's in her, in her room with all these young men and women, remember, helping them study. So, so, so but, but back to the, the other thing, too, the resources, like you said, the resources are there. If you know your, the reading list, if you know the study list, if you know what you're supposed to be, there really shouldn't be any excuses why. Plus, there's other stuff, John. You know, the Denver Fire Department, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the training group out there is a special, there's like a, a foundation that's formed away from the fire department. Remember, they brought us out because our book, our, our you know, Five Alarm Leadership, you know, uh, from the firehouse to the fire round, uh, our book and John Norman's Fire Officer's Handbook of Tactics were the reading resources, resources the manuals for the right. captain's exam. Remember, they brought us out to teach a full day just for the people, the candidates taking the exams. You know, I, take, I used to laugh at that. Guys would come up to me and say, I can't believe it. They got John Norman's book, Ewan Lasky's book, uh, Mittendorf's book, uh, and this book and that book. I can't believe what they expect. To, I'm like, are you complaining? Five books? I said, the FDMY, if, if you stood all the books on top of each other, if you made a pile of books, three ring binders, five final procedures, all unit circulars, administrative directives, it's about three feet high. It's about 30,000 pages worth of stuff. We have an unlimited, not unlimited, but unbelievable amount of stuff that we study. And they take 100 questions out of about, oh, I don't know, you can write 200,000 questions out of that material probably. So when these guys get three or four textbooks, sometimes they're upset. Boy, if, I, if they gave me three or four textbooks and told me they were going to be a 100-question test, I'd get 100. Well, <laughs> it, you, know what, you know what it is, John? Some, I mean, there are some people that just want it handed to them. It's like, really, you don't want to have to work for this promotion? So what does that tell you about their work ethic as a firefighter, as an officer, if they want to take the easy way? Now, one of the things, if, 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 you, if there are any chiefs out there listening to this, which there are a bunch that do, John, one of the things we did in Louisville was, if you looked at the, the promotional materials for driver engineer, then company officer, then chief, there, 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 were, there were each one, there was several books that carried throughout. Vinnie Dunn's Safety and Survival in the Fire Round book, which never gets old. 
that book was not only on the driver's exam, you know, or whatever, it was on the captain's exam. And there were several books that carried over. And then, and then, but we added, there was like three books, you know, that carried that were consistent that you, by the time you got to be, you were studying for battalion chief, you had this one book or two or three books memorized. And that's wonderful. It's a wonderful practice because you're not jumping all over the place saying, oh my God, now I'm captain. I got to read stuff that I never read before. I already got a good base from lieutenant. Now I've got to read different books for captain or for district chief or whatever it is. That's great that they, that they carry them along. And actually different sections of the same manuals, the same books, sometimes take on a new meaning for a different writing. Oh, exactly. Well, hey, before we, before we run out of time here, um, let, let's finish up with it. And again, thanks, Bob Griffith, for, for, the, for the idea. We were, you know, about, uh, you, you threw something in there at the end. We were going to talk about promotions preparing, but you threw something in there about it, it dealing with the rejection not being selected. John, you know, so many, I've, I've said for years, you get to see someone's real side to them when either you have to discipline them for something they did wrong and you see how they handle the discipline because some people it's like you're the one that's the bad guy or gal but because you're holding them accountable same same when you when you don't get promoted when you end up number three or short or you know you know what i'm saying or whatever so what advice do you have john for the candidate that that just out of two, there's two promotions off this list and you end up number three and you die on the list or, you know, and I, I, well, I'll wait because I've got someone that, you know, I want to talk about that, that defines yeah, I mean, perseverance. It's hard. it's hard. And I know a couple of guys, a couple of good friends of mine over the years, uh, you know, as a result of changing conditions or things like that, answer changes and stuff, all of a sudden, all of a sudden they're out of the money. I know a couple of guys that actually failed, failed the test, didn't even make the list. And that's not, and that's not great. But I'll, I'll tell you what's, what's not so bad about that is most guys that fail the test, after it's over, they realize they didn't adequately prepare. They realize they didn't put the time in. Because they start talking to me, oh, you failed? Jesus Christ, how, how much time did you put in? Were you reading? Uh, you know what? Not really. I didn't have a study group. And I was reading at work, but not at home. And, and suddenly they sort of realize, well, I guess, I, I guess if I do this again, I got to put some more time in. The tough one was the guys that passed and got on the list and got into a decent spot. But they're like, oh, I don't know if they're going to get to me. And then they don't. And, and you know what? I know guys that died on the list, like number one, number two. The guy two ahead of them got promoted. The guy in front of them got left, and they did, and so did the rest of the list behind them. And I'm like, well, you know what? Sometimes that's just the luck of the draw. It's just how many people they're making off that list, how many guys retiring in the last couple of years. So you, sometimes you just got to face the conditions that you face, and sometimes they're, they're out of your control. They're out of the department's control sometimes, too. You know, well, so we talk it's a hard thing to, to try to talk a, to a guy or a gal about, you know, putting time in, studying being successful, getting on a list and then not getting, and then not getting the promotion. Yeah. Like you said, worry about the things you can fix, not things you can't. So, you know, person, I, I, I mentioned, you remember Gary Apple when he was one of our first chiefs aides, when he came out and wrote out with you, I know he's one of your favorite guys. I, I just saw him on Facebook like yesterday. Something he had <laughs> Gary, Gary, for those that have been through uh, pride and ownership, you, you when you see once a firefighter, always a firefighter, that slide come up. That's Gary, because Gary defines the once a firefighter, always a firefighter. He's a captain. But, John, I remember when he had, you know, he had tested, worked his ass off to be a driver engineer in Louisville and just came up short and came up short. And then remember, I, I talk about Captain Butch Flanagan, great captain, 35-year captain. Oh, my God, one of my favorite captains. Big mustache, <laughs> cattle ranching, rattlesnake shooting guy. Butch come in, sat down, and he's the one, John, that when I started there, he'd come up. He's the one sitting in the back of the room when I gave my first talk. 
when I came for a visit, looking for a house after we got hired, he goes, I went, I, was, I went out to, I could see him staring at, at the end of my talk, at the end of shift meeting, I went right to him. I said, what do you think, Cap? He goes, I'm going to give you a chance, Yank. He goes, I'm going to give you a chance. He goes, I put my papers in, uh, but I'm pulling them up. So he stuck around. I'm so honored. Five more years. Fixed a whole bunch of firefighters for us because that's the kind of boss he was. A great, great mentor. They love him. All right. Well, Butch came in, sat down, John, my office says, it's time. I talked to Beverly and it's time. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm going over there. And I said, oh, God, congratulations. You deserve it. And he goes, I go, oh. Let's look. Oh, Gary's number one. Gary's number one on the list. Gary Apple's going to get it. And, and I said, Butch, how about you call him? Because what, right, one of my favorite things as a chief, because there's a lot of miserable things as a chief you have to do, is calling guys and gals and going, hey, what are you doing? Nothing. Hey, just want to tell you, you're not going to be on your shift anymore. We're moving you. What? What I do? I know. You're getting promoted. What? I said, how about you call him? And John, so he calls him on the phone. Apple, Butch, what are you doing, buddy? I just want to tell you, I'm done, buddy. I'm done. Chief said to call you. You're getting promoted. So ten, Gary had a landscaping business. Ten, I'm like ten minutes, nine minutes later, poof, in my doorway, sweat and soaking wet, grass clippings all over. Gary goes, "You better not be shitting me. This better be the truth. This better be." And I've never, I've, I'm telling you, I was so freaking happy for that guy, you know. And there, there's a guy, perseverance, perseverance. That just, oh my God, just, and, and again, I wanted to tell that story. I had it written down before we were done, because like you said, John, if, if at first you don't succeed, keep trying, keep trying, and it's going to happen when it's going to happen. So, hey, that's, hey, that's another one, buddy. That's another one of these. Um, Good topic too. Not everybody is looking to be an officer or going to be an officer, but for those of you are, hopefully this is, this is an interesting little conversation. You can, you can pull some little chestnuts out of. Oh, exactly. And Bob Griffin, thanks for the throw that, 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 that end part down there for us about dealing with the rejection, not being selected. And thanks for listening to all the listeners. Thank you. Make sure you tell your friends. A lot of guys are doing this when they're working out and driving to and from the firehouse or a drill night at their volley joint. But, um, so, John, we, we got more coming. We have more in the hopper. We got a bunch coming to you, folks. Um, uh, don't forget to catch us at FDIC. What's that? I hope our listeners are enjoying the topics and, and, and our discussions. Exactly, exactly. So, all right, well, hey, that's it. Uh, we're going to end another one for you. Um, John and I always ask you to, to please keep the men and women serving in our armed forces, uh, whether they're overseas or not, just being in there and committed to taking care of us and protecting our families and your thoughts and prayers. And remember, never forgetting means never forgetting. Thank you. God bless you. And be careful.